Hello and welcome back to my podcast. Um, I'm the Euphorixat. Today we'll be reviewing um, white fragility and uh, why I think it's just bullcrap. Why I think it's just um, okay. Let me let me come back. Um, okay, so white fragility oh, um, is written by. Robin D'Angelo and it has been recommended a lot. <laughs> if you are if you just type in, you are looking for a book about racism, it's one of the first books that will pop off. It has been on the New York bestseller, um, New York Times bestselling list, and so many people have read this book. And I was like, because I've seen so so many reviews regard on this book, and some people like it, some people and i'm like okay what's this book about let's see what it's actually saying how can we understand the white person's perspective on racism and let's supposedly look at this woke person and how she feels um a fellow white people are racist you know how you are born into racism and you know she spoke wrote this book from the position of knowledge or rather the position of intellect of someone who isn't racist because that's what she's trying to tell us that she's not racist but because she's white or because she was born white she is inherently you know in some way racist now before i used to think you are racist if you are profiting or you know you are living off a racist or a i don't know what word i'm looking for if you are profiting and living off a capitalist a merit society and you as a white person will get the opportunities that you know your black counterpart would not get even when you have the same level of you know accomplishments or credibility but because you are white you get that privilege so it's some way racist like in some way it is so that that's like that's how i thought about racism for a very long time and i used to think that oh okay a black it, it, it's not something that it perpetuates but the profits off of it they you know they enjoy or live off of it so we can't completely uh, you know remove them from the situation or we can't completely cancel them out from the situation and i felt okay reading this book would you know provide some insight on what a white woman thinks about racism so i read the book and honestly if because okay because reading the book from the very first um from the very acknowledgement to the introduction she said that this book is for white people not for you know any other person it's for our white people it's for white friends who are who find it very difficult to talk about race now i've noticed that a lot of white people find it difficult to talk about race. They, they, I don't know why, but it seems to be something to do with their fragile soul, you know, their, their fragile, their fragile nature. <laughs> because anytime I hear, when I, anytime I hear this fragile, 
okay let's let, let me just use it in d'angelo in the forward for the book it's a d'angelo knows that what she's saying to white folk in this book is what so many black folks have thought and believed and said over the years but couldn't be aired because white ears were too sensitive white souls too fragile now the way this is placed is too is, is a bit funny to me he said um many black folks have thought and believed thought and believed just like th- we've been saying we are not just talking we're not just thinking and believing like we've been talking about systemic racism in the country for as long as anyone can remember what black people have been talking about the disadvantage they've been protesting they've been you know about disadvantage that they feel and police brutality that they experience and you're telling me thoughts and believed <laughs> over the years but couldn't be heard what do you mean couldn't be heard like there's nothing that couldn't be heard they oh god and we're like okay she continued i don't know who wrote the forward but continued and we're like because white years were too sensitive and white souls too fragile like what do you mean about that what do you mean by that like it or, or most of the things while reading this book i just it just made me think about the movie the help and a lot of books a lot of movies or you know books that have tried to push off this white savior you know ideology the white savior complex you know it's just a set of arrogance of white centrality and you try to make everything about you when it's really isn't totally about you like i always feel you know there's two sides of racism someone is being racist towards you and there's somebody being racist that's just like it's, it's too it's too it's too sad side and throughout this book one recurrent thing was it's more of like an admonition is it's like a you know this kind of admonishment you know t- you know she's trying to say oh if you are going to tell your black your white friends about racist racism you have to be sensitive to their white souls you have to be sensitive to their fragile souls and it came off weird to me i don't know how it comes off to a lot of people but it came off weird to me and it got me thinking this is not what we should be talking about this is not what we should be focused on i read this um um you know this so okay i took time you know read a few a few news articles and i just felt like a lot of these people referred to robin speaking from a place of privilege now all this she's she's able to say all this and talk about all this from a place of privilege to our fellow privileged people now she uses a lot of examples about how she will go and speak to people at um speak to employers employees and you know white people will try to divert the attention using their white tears and although that's true i'm like the simplest thing those companies should do 
is just employ people of color employ qualified people of color like i don't i just don't get it i don't get why you need a diversity trainer or a diversity speaker when you as a company you are not ready to employ such diverse people like i just don't get it it's just i don't know i i i i must be you know i must be the the one that just don't get it just employ black people <laughs> like it's it's, it's it's that simple um another thing is you cannot just say oh i'm not racist because you have this idea i i feel like we we as a community have we are not even as a community as the you know in totality as as a human race we've sort of made it to be oh racism is when you physically attack someone or you you know you whatever you do that leads to the death of someone or because we watch so many um videos about police brutality and you suddenly attach racism to only police brutality when racism itself has been perpetrated in a lot of ways and just because you have not necessarily done something you know harmful but i can't even say something not harmful because there's no way that racism is not harmful um let's just say you've not physically done something physically harmful to another to a black person does not make you not racist like you you live you live off and profit of a society that has racism at its backbone and you can therefore you cannot claim that you're no racist like that's just that's just what i that's what i think and just what i what i what i feel that's my opinion um but there's also this white savior sort of you know angle to this whole book where we need a white person to talk to our fellow white people about how they treat black people like that's just how i see it it's like i said before it brings up and reminds me of you know movies like the help where we always need this white savior who will come and save or talk about the pains that black people feel i'm like there is no better person to talk about you know the black problem than a black person <laughs> there's no there's no there's no better person to talk about the black pain than a black person so me reading a a book um about you know talking about you know proofs or giving us examples on um why white people are fragile honestly it doesn't help the conversation i i i feel like people have recommended this book so often that i i going into this book i'm like okay let this book be giving me some examples on racism let him be let as in let it be showing me giving me good examples on racial inequality and all i'm getting from this book is you know trying to explain white fragility trying to explain um why white white people feel afraid to talk about racism trying to justify the emotions that they feel and i'm like I, I i'm not buying it like i'm not getting it i, I i'm just no i'm just not getting it another thing is she used a lot of examples from you know history and i'm not a huge history person but a lot of things as they usually are are always taken out 
of context you for example you look at protests that happened you know and you you suddenly make it about the white people who stood up for their you know they stood up for the right of black people and i'm like no they shouldn't be the focal point of the story they shouldn't be the you know the the (laughs) oh god oh my goodness like every time i think about it um okay there's this part say i conceptualize this process as white fragility though white fragility is triggered by discomfort and anxiety it is born of superiority and entitlement true 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 you know when you start to talk about no i i, I think i've noticed something when you don't when you ne- when you call out a racist person and be like what that thing you did what you just did was racist they suddenly feel the need or they feel the urgency to claim that they're not racist like they've done racist dumb stuff and the, the next thing that they you know that they the only way that they can defend themselves is to claim they're not racist because no one wants to be racist like they begin to defend themselves from discomfort and they're anxious they don't want to be seen as that racist person but they still do racist stuff they still do racist things and you begin to wonder like do you want to be corrected or not like you that 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 explains why is they feel this sort of entitlement they feel this sort of superiority that you cannot you cannot correct them you cannot you know you cannot tell them that they are not racist that they are racist because they believe they are not racist but they they perpetuate and do racist things like it's just it's just this um it's just this back and forth this you know this going for the so that's why i say this way fragility is is not the powerhouse or the 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 the, as in the book it's not the powerhouse or the the book for you to read when you're, when you're trying to understand racial inequality and racism however you might read it on the side because it does point out a few things i'm not going to sit here and just bash this book i know uh, because so many people have been have been saying that why fragility is a religion masquerading as knowledge some people have said it is um uh, is the worst book ever written um some, some people have said um it is a uh it's a devotional guide in new in new religion of anti-racism and so many people have you know made names for this book develop names for this book but however i do think there are a few stuff in the book that you know some of my understand but the issue with this book another issue with this book is it's just a you know a collection of denials of racism a lot of people have just been denying oh i'm not racist and suddenly this denial of racism has become a proof of racism like it proceeds that that that's that's just what what it says like oh if you deny that you're racist then oh you're racist i'm like back up back up now another thing in a chapter of racism and white supremacy he says race is an evolving social idea that can that was created to legitimize racial inequality and protect white advantage now throughout the reading of this book right throughout the whole book he never actually used an accurate definition of racism like you actually say oh this is bad and this like she she, she doesn't give you that cut off line she's just you know she's just using new definitions i'm like 
quote it and put some sort of um you know in-text citation like i don't mind but just developing different explanations to you know masqueraders knowledge as they will say but anyways let's keep going um she goes forward to talk about race being a social construct and the category can change over time that you know if you present as a white person you are suddenly treated as such if you present as a black person you're treated as such you know she goes forward and talk about a lot of things um then there's one part that i actually you know roots down because i thought like there's just some sort of understanding that i share with her that you know it's 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 different she said people of color may also hold prejudices and discriminate against white people but they lack the social and institutional power that transformed that prejudice and discrimination into racism now she's telling this because like i said earlier this book is written for the white population now she's telling she's making our white people know that she knows right that she knows that white people have the um advantage they have the social and institutional power to transform their prejudice and discrimination into racism she like i feel like it's one thing is one thing to be you know talking to everyone as a general that okay why everyone have prejudice everyone um, can discriminate like everyone have this discrimination and have this bias but white people have the power to change or to transform their prejudice into racism she's letting them know that we got this we got this she's letting them know that we have that power so some white people can read this book and be like, oh yes i have the power i can do what i want like i i have the institutions behind me which they do and it's not actually talking about it's not like it's not talking it's not telling you that you having this power explains racial inequality you having this power explains the advantage you have over as in she's just stating it out she's just telling you but she never she never actually you know goes forward to say that is wrong she never actually goes forward and say that is wrong that's bad this is you know this is this should not be but once again we feel done that okay keep moving um then there was one part that i really loved and it is when she talked about why fragility in action it reminds me of you oh amy cooper situation and i watched a video twice and it, it got me thinking this lady knew the power that she had as a white human calling the police about you know calling the police on a black woman she was threatening the life and safety of that black man because she knew that the more desperate she got the more the more tears or fake tears that she cried had power over that man and you know her tears and her and her anxiety came from the fact that this black man this black man that does not know his place is telling her what to do he's telling her that what what she's doing is wrong like the whole dynamic of this situation just explains for me it explains the whole racist conversation 
you a white woman know the power that you have over a black man and you believe that the black man is not allowing you is not you know is telling you what to do in a space that you think is yours that is like that's that is the whole explanation she feels like she owns that space and she can do whatever she wants in that space and damn the consequences for the black man telling her the right thing to do like that's like so she calls in a white fragility she calls in a you know a, a, a advantage she calls in a superiority then she does that by crying she does that by you know giving us some fake tears you know you know there's so many do many things one example that robin d'angelo used was a situation where she was talking to a group of people and she called out a woman who did something and she did something racist against a man in an employee and suddenly she started crying she started feeling bad and she was supposedly having a heart attack or something so the whole attention shifted to Man's fragility, the white man's fragility, and suddenly the the the, the topic of race, the topic of racism, is shift is 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 taken out of the equation. The you know, and it's one of the examples that she gave. She has so many examples. Some of them annoying, some of them not. But I picked out a few things, and I felt it's where those were just examples. Like the issue with this book, and why I don't want people basing their own you know experience and their own knowledge or diversity or understanding of racism on this book is because this book never actually talks about dangers of racism it never actually talks about the you know the dangers and the social injustice that black people face it never actually talks about that and i can agree i can understand that because she's talking from a white person's point of view and i just don't want this book being recommended as books that you know people should read and it to it to spark up a conversation it's because the guardian news Talked out, said the book was a book that provoked an uncomfortable but vital conversation about race. It does spark up a conversation, but it's not sparking a conversation in the way we want it to be talked about. Like people are going out there, you know, protesting, people are dying, people are being shot, people, you know, people are being disadvantaged because of a system that has, you know, profit of racist ideologies and what you are trying to talk about what you are not telling me is for me to sit down and read a 192 pages book about how white people are fragile how their souls are fragile like <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what you are trying to get me to do but I am buying it sis I am buying it then she also have this um, what is it called she, she talked about um white tears like i said with the mikupatin she knew that the more frantic she got the more tears she cried someone will come to us to save her so honestly this book in total um i personally if i was looking at this book from a white person's point of view i i don't even know how to talk about my because i'm not a white person but as a black person i call bullshit um I call bullshit. Uh, so, if you are looking for books to read about, you know, um, racism and um, the black experience, this this is not a book for you. Read something else. Like, if if you have a friend that is white and you both cannot sit comfortably and talk about 
racism. You cannot sit comfortably and call out your friend and be like, hey girl, what you did your daddy was racist. She there was this part of the book where she was like, you have to talk about it immediately because it's the these books honestly stresses me out. Please don't don't like I all, all I can say is just don't read this book and pick something else. That's 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 just it. Just 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 pick something else. Pick something else. But in my opinion, there's still one part of this book that I feel like you know definitely explains the whole racist society and the and white supremacy in general is people of color may also hold prejudices and discrimination against white people but they lack the social and institutional power that transforms their prejudice and discrimination into racism so therefore what she's saying is white people can be racist black people can't the end <laughs> okay so um conversation will keep going on i would like to hear what you guys think honestly i i i I just i didn't want to go too in depth into the book because i just feel this talking about this book too much is just um taking away from black voices that we need to hear i don't think this um conversation is a conversation a black a white woman should be having about you know race because um she's not been you know it's it's not towards her so she we need voices of people who are who are black but it's not you know it's not their job to come and talk about racism it's not their job but however there are a lot of people who have made it their you know their their job and their you know prerogative to talk about um racism and how we can as a society remove or eradicate this nonsense behavior this devastating behavior and honestly this life damaging and um and deadly um issue in the society because it's not enough to just say i'm not racist when you are living and profiting of a capitalist society that have its back on like <laughs> racism and so you can't we I, i'm i don't need a white person coming to be the white savior to be like, just, just, I, I, we don't need that and also having the power i i feel like it, it it does spark up a conversation that white people need to have and you know i also feel like we should add it in our curriculums talk about racism you cannot just you know talk about history from a white man perspective you have to bring in the black and black um black people's voices into history and because people always seem to you know remove and shave off the part of history that don't defeat or that don't uh suit their you know their their identity now and i'm like it's all part of history and none should be shaved off say it as it is and don't try to make white people the saviors or don't try to make the white people you know the people that gave black people power and i'm like honest this is okay um that'll be the end for today uh don't mix back in uh then that'll be the end for today so if you have anything to talk about i would like to hear your opinions and um till next time i'm the euphoric that bye